Welcome to the Race with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes of our daily life of Jesus meets yours. You got your daily Bible reading today from Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Another time, Jesus began to teach by the sea. Such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down in it out in the sea. The whole crowd was on the seashore. Then he taught them many things in parables. As he taught them, he said, Listen, there was a sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came down and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. It sprang up right away because it did not have deep soil. When the sun rose, it was scorched, and because it did not have much root, it withered. Some seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, so that it did not produce fruit. Still other seed fell in good ground and yielded fruit, sprouting and growing and producing a crop, some thirty, some sixty, and some one hundred times as much as was sown. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. When Jesus was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked about about the parables. He said to them, The mystery of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but everything comes in parables to those who are outside, so that... They'll certainly see, but not perceive, and they will certainly hear, but not understand. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then he asked them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and immediately takes away the word that was sown in them. Some are like the ones sown on rocky ground. As soon as they hear the word, they immediately welcome it with joy. Yet since they have no root in themselves, they last only a short time. When trouble and persecution come because of the word, they immediately fall away. Still others are sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth and desire for other things enter in and choke the word so that it becomes unfruitful. But the ones sown on the good ground are those who hear the word, accept it, and produce fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some one hundred times as much as was sown. He also said to them, A lamp is not brought out to be put under a basket or under a bed, is it? Isn't it placed on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing concealed that will not come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. He went on to tell them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you, and more will be given to you. Yes, whoever has will be given more, and whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is like this. Man scatters seed on the ground, and while he sleeps and rises night and day, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. The ground produces fruit on its own, first the blade, then the head, then the full grain in the head. When the crop is ready, he swings the sickle without delay, because the harvest has come. Then Jesus said, To what should we compare the kingdom of God? Or with what parables may we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is one of the smallest of all the seeds planted in the ground. Yet when it is planted, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the sky can nest under its shade. With many similar parables, he continued to speak the word to them 
as much as they were able to hear. He did not speak to them without a parable, but when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. On that day when evening came, Jesus said to them, Let's go over to the other side. After leaving the crowd behind, the disciples took him along in the boat just as he was. Other small boats also followed them. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were splashing into the boat, so that the boat was quickly filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. They woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to drown? Then he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind stopped, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still lack faith? They were filled with awe and said to one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. This is the word of our God. This chapter finds a very strong parallel in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, where we have Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And there in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, you recognize and you might remember that he didn't tell his wise men and his uh, philosophers and his magicians what the dream was. He said, you tell it to me, and then you interpret it for me. And if you don't, and if you can't, then you are all going to be put to death, and your houses are going to be turned to rubble. And in Daniel chapter 2, We have Daniel say, well, the revealer of mysteries, the one, the God who dwells in heaven, he is the one who revealed the mystery to me, and the mystery is this. And then he goes on to describe the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream, representing the various kingdoms of the world, and the statue is made out of various materials, and then a stone not cut by human hands comes and smashes the statue, starting with the the feet, and then that that stone not cut with human hands grows and fills the entire world. That's exactly the same thing here that Jesus has in this parable. And instead of instead of a dream in the middle of the night, now he talks about parable in order to hide his meaning from those who do not believe. Because you might remember from yesterday's episode that the story of the Gospel of Mark is an account of the division between Jesus and his followers versus those who reject him, and especially um want their own self-chosen religion of works and good deeds and gold stars and pats on the head and that sort of thing. And so with this parable today in this series of parables, Jesus hides his meaning from those who are not believers, and he reveals his meaning to those who will listen. Exactly what, um, what Jesus says in verses 10 through 12 today. When Jesus was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked him about these parables. He said to them, The mystery, that is, um, biblically, a mystery is something that only God can reveal. It is something that cannot be perceived by the natural mind apart from faith. Um, Jesus said, The mystery of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but everything comes in parables to those who are outside, so that they will certainly see but not perceive, they will certainly hear but not understand, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. And Jesus, with parables, purposely hides the 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 spiritual truth that he is teaching, so that those who have rejected him would continue in their rejection of him. That is their judgment. And that phrase, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been revealed to you? Well, the secret is, and the mystery of the kingdom of God, verse 11, I guess, is, um, is exactly this Jesus who is in front of them. 
The secret and the mystery is that the kingdom is at hand in the person of Jesus, exactly as Mark introduced this in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time has come, Jesus said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. The kingdom is right there in the person of Jesus, in his word, and the work of God, revealing what he has promised to do in that Daniel chapter 2 vision that in the latter days the establishment and the building of a kingdom by the God of heaven would put an end to the kingdoms of this world, but this kingdom that God builds would never be destroyed. And it's the exact same thing that we heard yesterday, that where the word is, there is Jesus. We have this close identification with the gospel and the person and work of Jesus Christ, and that reality is still ours today that the Word brings Jesus to us, and the Word brings joy to us in that person of Jesus, that we can have joy even even when we are persecuted for the faith, because we have Jesus, because our, our joy does not hinge upon, um, upon our, our perception of outside events. Our joy does not hinge upon events that are external to us, that happen to us. Our joy hinges on the fact that Jesus himself has come near to us, and this is the kingdom that he has built, his church that will never be destroyed, a kingdom um, that is not of this world, that will be finally be eternally triumphant. To have this secret is God's gift. To, ha- to not have it is the guilt of those who have refused the word of God and refused to believe, rejected Jesus, and have called forth God's judgment exactly as Isaiah had pronounced it there in verse 12, uh, referring to Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. And you might recall, you might remember that there in Isaiah chapter 6, the call of Isaiah, where he is standing there, he has a vision that he is in the temple of God there in heaven, and um, and the angels are calling back and forth, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And Isaiah is like, woe to me, I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips. And he had that whole thing. And the angel cleanses him with that, that, um, that coal from the altar of God that he's holding with tongs. And then God says, whom shall we send and who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here am I, send me, send me. And normally, normally the reading would end there in this triumphant high note, um, but the verses immediately after, God says, go to this people, and they will be ever hearing but never perceiving. That is to say, they might listen to you, but they will reject your words, and they will not understand, they will not believe, which is really the bottom line, they will not believe the spiritual truth that you are conveying to them. And so all of the parables in Mark chapter 4 today really hinge on that same idea, that the mystery, the reality, the secret is that the kingdom of God is here in the person of Jesus. It is a hidden kingdom, but it is a kingdom that will not be destroyed, a kingdom that will bring people from all over the world into it, and this kingdom will prevail beyond any and every government that the world and all of its opposition might throw against Jesus and his kingdom. In the other two parables, the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the growing seed, this uh, parable of the growing seed only here in Mark, um, they serve both as warning and encouragement. The warning that no matter how important the disciples thought their role might be in the spreading of this kingdom, they weren't to imagine that the kingdom is their own kingdom or that its triumph belongs to them, that it hinges upon them, but rather the kingdom remains God's mysteriously creative work. He is the Lord of the harvest, and that's really encouraging for us as well. However slow and unspectacular the progress of this kingdom might be, the outcome rests in the hands of our Lord. 
And the parable of the mustard seed has a similar encouragement for you and for me, that this kingdom that Jesus is building, it begins small and it looks small, but it would continue to grow and it would grow into something large and powerful. And so as you go about your day, I want you to uh, think of what we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. What we're really praying is that Jesus in his word comes to us and to others, that we find joy in this fact and that God's kingdom would continue to spread. We can pray that with confidence. And I want you to, as you go about your day, I want you to bear in mind the comfort that Jesus gives us here in this chapter, that his word works, that his word brings Jesus to us, that his word brings joy to us, despite anything and everything that we might see in the world around us, that his word brings a kingdom that grows secretly, whether whether we see it or not, and that this word brings a kingdom that will grow forever. And what does it look like for you to participate in the sharing and encouraging of this kingdom today. Who can you talk to to encourage with the word of Jesus from Mark chapter 4? Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. If you have a few moments to uh, give us some feedback, go to raisedwithjesus.com slash podcast or email us at rwjpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a moment, our next Saturday series, after this series on depression concludes at the beginning of February, our next Saturday series is going to be entitled Questions People Ask. And I would like you to consider for yourself what questions have